Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We continue looking at a sermon that was given by President Russell M. Nelson, the 17th president of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It was a talk titled, Come, Follow Me!, and it was given in General Conference in April of 2019. He begins by telling the story about how he and his wife had visited Paradise, California, after that devastating fire that took place in November of 2018, and he was in a conversation with a young police officer by the name of John, who told him how he was evacuating a lot of people out of harm's way during this Paradise fire, only to wonder and ask himself, where is my family? And of course, the anxiety that he no doubt felt wondering if his family was safe must have been a terrible thing for this young police officer to go through. Well, what Russell M. Nelson does is he takes that story and he asks that question again, but more in a spiritual term. Where are your family members if you're a part of the LDS church? And he talks about the mortal probation. He talks about the spirit world and wondering if you've done everything you need to do in order to make sure that your family is safe. And then he goes on to talk about this teaching as being a teaching of Jesus Christ, which we know is certainly not a teaching of Jesus Christ. It's unique to the teaching of Mormonism. What does he say in the next paragraph, Eric? Jesus Christ teaches the way back to our eternal home. He understands our Heavenly Father's plan of eternal progression better than any of us. After all, he is the keystone of it all. He is our Redeemer, our Healer, and our Savior. Well, first of all, we should explain to our listeners what does he mean when he uses that expression, eternal progression. Again, this is a unique teaching pertaining to Mormonism, so we will cite Mormon leaders and let them explain for you what this means. So what is eternal progression, according to Gordon B. Hinckley, who is the 15th president of the LDS Church? He said this at the April 2005 General Conference We are here to test our worthiness, acting in the agency which God has given to us. When we die, we shall go on living. Our eternal life is comprised of three phases. One, our pre-mortal existence. Two, our mortal existence. And three, our post-mortal existence. So there's basically three phases for our lives. Pre-mortal existence, our mortal existence, which is what we're going through right now, and then our post-mortal existence. To explain it in a little more detail, let me cite for you N. Eldon Tanner. N. Eldon Tanner was a member of the First Presidency. He gave a talk in General Conference in October of 1979, and this is in the Ensign Magazine for November 1979, page 52. N. Eldon Tanner said this, Following the revelations he received, Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon movement, taught with authority many truths recorded in the Bible which previously had not been understood. Some of these are that we are spirit children of God, that we had a pre-mortal existence, 
that we are in mortality to prove ourselves, and that if we are faithful, we can return to live eternally in the presence of God and through eternal progression become God-like. That's what Russell M. Nelson is referring to in this talk, Come Follow Me. So Latter-day Saint listeners would know exactly what he means by using those expressions. They know what those terms mean. And certainly they are all hoping that they will qualify after they go through this mortal probation. In other words, after they die, they hope that they will qualify or be good enough to be with their family throughout eternity. And as I've mentioned before in this broadcast, it's only predicated not only on the worthiness of the individual, let's say, parent, but it's also predicated on the worthiness of the child. If the child is not worthy to get into the celestial kingdom, that child will not be with their parents throughout eternity. So you can see how much hinges on a person's individual worthiness, and that's what Russell M. Nelson is going to continue talking about in this message that he gives. But before we go on, though, Eric, let me look at that last sentence in that paragraph where he says, He is our Redeemer, our Healer, and our Savior. Let me point something out, folks. Jesus is only your Redeemer if he has redeemed you. He's only your Healer if he has healed you. And he's only your savior if he has saved you. So the question I like to often ask Latter-day Saints when it comes to this idea of Jesus being their savior, what did he save them from and how did he save them? And normally what happens, Eric, when you ask a question like that, they will say, well, in order for Jesus to be my savior, I have to do fill in the blank. And Nelson is going to fill in the blank in this talk. And that has to do with repentance and keeping the commandments. But yet when you ask the Latter-day Saint, are you faithfully repenting? In other words, you've confessed and forsaken all your sins? They say no. They're working on it. They're trying, but they haven't accomplished it. If you ask them, have you kept all the commandments? Are you keeping all the commandments? Again, they'll say no, but I'm trying. That's not the requirement, folks. The requirement is not to try. The requirement is to do it, is to keep all the commandments. We read that statement to you from Joseph Fielding Smith a couple of days ago. That's why we are here during this mortal probation, to keep all of the commandments. So if you're not keeping all the commandments, you can't honestly claim Jesus is your Savior if you're a Latter-day Saint, because you are not going to be saved in the true sense of the word. You're not going to be exalted according to Mormon doctrine. So maybe you might want to quit saying that, because it's really not true unless you have the assurance that you've met all these requirements that your church has laid down for you. In the talk, Come Follow Me, he continues, Ever since Adam and Eve were expelled from the Garden of Eden, Jesus the Christ has offered his mighty arm to help all who choose to follow him. Repeatedly, scriptures record that despite all kinds of sins from all kinds of people, his arms are outstretched still. The spirit in each of us naturally yearns for family love to last forever. Love songs perpetuate a false hope that love is all that you need if you want to be together forever. And some erroneously believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ provides a promise that all people will be with their loved ones after death. 
Let me stop you there, Eric, because you and I were discussing an experience that you had just not too terribly long ago, where you had two Mormon missionaries assure you that you will be with your family, even though they knew you were not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What did you say to them? Well, I explained that that is not what the leaders nor what the LDS scriptures have taught. And I think what he's saying here, in fact, in the next paragraph, let me just read the next paragraph as well. In truth, the Savior himself has made it abundantly clear that while his resurrection assures that every person who ever lived will indeed be resurrected and live forever, much more is required if we want to have the high privilege of exaltation. Salvation is an individual matter, but exaltation is a family matter. If you want to be with your family, it only happens in the celestial kingdom. These missionaries insisted uh, that you needed to uh, just be resurrected. Well, according to Joseph Fielding Smith, there's a general salvation. Everybody gets that through the resurrection, through the grace of God. We all are going to get resurrected to one of three kingdoms. But individual exaltation, individual salvation, as Joseph Fielding Smith put it, is something that only comes when you make it to the celestial kingdom. And it's only there where you have being together with your family forever. And that's what Nelson is saying. So those who think, as these two missionaries falsely did, that somehow, even if they did not make it to the celestial kingdom, and they admitted to me that they were not going to go there if they were to die right now, which is a very scary proposition. They make these covenants, they do all that they can, and yet they don't know right now if they were to die that they would actually go to the very best this religion has to offer. And the question that was asked of them was, doesn't that scare you? And why should I become a Latter-day Saint if I'm going to be with my family together uh, in the uh, terrestrial or celestial kingdom. It's not true, but that's they didn't have an answer for that. They just said, well, the celestial kingdom is better. Well, how much better can it be than being with your family, which is the goal in Mormonism? Well, what do we learn from that experience, though, Eric? You're talking to two representatives from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. These are commissioned missionaries that are going door-to-door talking to people about their faith and explaining their doctrines to people who may not be familiar with those doctrines. But yet what you had in your experience were two young individuals, though very sincere, I'm sure they were both very sincere and probably thought that what they were telling you was true according to their church's beliefs, but yet they were inaccurate. This is why you cannot trust everything you hear from these young Mormon missionaries. As sincere as they may be, as zealous as they might be, I give them kudos for spending two years of their life to go out and proclaim what they believe to be true. But Christian, you would be naive in thinking that they're always going to tell you an accurate portrayal of Mormon theology. Here's a case where Eric is talking to two young men, and they're telling him that he's going to be with his family, even though he's not a member of the LDS Church. As Russell and Nelson is going to make very clear, there's going to be a lot of members of the LDS Church that are not going to be with their families. I think you're bringing up a good point, and I think you need to ask lots of questions of Latter-day Saint missionaries at your door if you invite them in and you're talking to them. They don't know. They're young. I mean, they're 18 years old. They just came out of high school, and so to save face, they may say things that are not true, but they get away with it most of the time because most people don't know their theology as well as maybe you and I would. It was interesting because the one missionary who was telling me all of that, and then I just wanted to verify. So the other 
uh, gentleman uh, who was the newer missionary was sitting there not saying much. And I said, hold on for a second. Excuse me, Elder, do you believe that as well? And he looked at his companion, he looked at me, and he said, yes, I do. Now, sometimes if they realize that what's being said by the companion is not true, they'll, they'll admit to it. But I don't know if he really understood the implications of what he was saying, which does not conform to what the leaders have talked about, and especially what we're talking about right now, what the top leader of the church is saying, that every person is going to be resurrected, but not every person is going to be with their family. Now, that conversation you had came about after Russell M. Nelson gave this talk in General Conference. What it also shows me is even a lot of their missionaries must not be reading the conference edition of Ensign Magazine. Otherwise, they would have had that corrected in their lives. They would have realized that that assumption was not true according to the teachings of their church. And it makes me wonder how many other Latter-day Saints don't pay close attention to what their leaders are teaching in General Conference, even though this is supposed to be an important event because this is when God is supposedly speaking through their leaders. And yet, how many times we've talked to members of the, of the LDS Church and they seem to contradict what their leaders have taught. We're going to continue tomorrow looking at this talk given by Russell M. Nelson titled, Come, Follow Me. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.